You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Hawkeye Nation, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And I do want to first off apologize for not having a show yesterday. We had a former All-American wrestler from Iowa lined up to come on the show and preview the upcoming wrestling tournament, and unfortunately, that did not happen. Uh, it just didn't work out, didn't hear. You know, we, we got basically pretty far in the conversation about scheduling, and then all of a sudden, uh, radio silence. So, uh, unfortunate there. Would love to have him on the show at some point if he is able to, but uh, something must have come up. So, unable to get a show for you, and then I was kind of caught off guard because a little bit late on, on Wednesday, so no show at all. I'm also in a hotel right now. I went to a casino and there's a sports book in Denver, so we're watching the, the basketball games, my buddy and I, here. So, um, again, getting the show out a little bit later, but wanted to make sure we did get out a show because lots of stuff happening at High, Iowa Hawkeye Nation. On today's show, we are going to be talking about men's basketball, talking a little bit more about this matchup against Grand Canyon, and really why it shouldn't be a huge concern for Iowa fans as long as Iowa takes it seriously. We also want to talk about wrestling. Iowa has a pretty solid day. They are in the lead with wrestling, so I want to talk about that as well. And then we're going to you know, go into some women's basketball and some name image likeness conversations. Let's kick it off with wrestling, though. Again, sorry about not having having someone on to preview the, the tournament. I think as far as coverage goes, please make sure to go follow Cody Goodwin. He is a, a fan of – or not a fan of the show. He is a, a guest of the show, former guest of the show. He does a, a phenomenal job of covering everything going on in the – wrestling spear and we've had him on the show to preview the season and he's been basically breaking down everything as it happened so make sure to go follow him on twitter but overall a pretty solid day for the iowa hawkeyes they are currently in first 33.5 points got 12 bonus points which really helped them out in this match they are up on penn state by five and a half points missouri is behind them at 23 and a half so 10 points behind them but Iowa's in the lead right now and they have a they have a clear path to an NCAA title as long as they can stay consistent. They have eight in the quarterfinals, two in the wrestlebacks. Penn State has seven in the quarterfinals, one in the wrestlebacks. Missouri has four in the quarterfinals and six in the wrestlebacks. And also, Tom Brands was named coach of the year. But let's get to what really mattered. In the first round, all 10 wrestlers advanced, which was the first time that's happened for Iowa since 1992. So uh, big-time results in that first round. A little bit scary performances here and there. Um, but nevertheless, they got to the second round. And in that round, we had some interesting things happen. Nelson Brand fell, um, you know, not to be unexpected, I guess we should say, but he's in the wrestlebacks now. Caleb Young was unexpected. The losing to number 12 Brady Bird from Penn State was a huge loss, uh, both for Caleb Young, who's now in the wrestlebacks, and for the Iowa wrestling program, especially losing to Penn State, a team that, they are basically mainly competing against. Max Mirren, though, has got his revenge. He is in the quarterfinals today and doing phenomenally to this point, um, definitely making up for what happened at the Big Ten tournament. When you look at this team, though, um, obviously lots of uh, lots of stuff happening in this round of the wrestling tournament. And today they have, let me go down through the matchups. I'm going to break it down for you real quick or at least give it to you. So matchups for today, we got 
Spencer Lee versus Devin Schroeder of Purdue. Um, it should be a matchup that shouldn't be very hard. He's, he's taken on Devin before. At 133, Austin DeSanto is taking on Mickey Filippi at Pittsburgh. At 141, we got Jaden Ironman taking on Dreston Simon of Central Michigan. At 149, Max Mirren taking on number four, Boo Llewellyn of Oklahoma State. So it should be a tough matchup. If he can get that, that'll be very huge for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Again, in the wrestlebacks, we have one wrestler in the first session. We have Caleb Young um, coming in here, seated number five. He's taking on Benjamin Barton of Campbell. And then in second session, here are the matchups for today. We have at 165, Alex Marinelli taking on number eight, Shane Griffith. At 174, Michael is taking on number eight, Daniel Bullard of North Carolina State. At 197, we got Jacob Warner at number five, taking on number four, A.J. Ferrari of Oklahoma State. And 285, Tony Cassiope taking on Colton Schultz of Arizona State. That should be a good matchup. So should Jacob Warner. If they can win those matchups, the heavyweight divisions, um, that will be huge for the Hawks to be able to get further on in the tournament, getting those two big-time wins over guys seated ahead of them. Jacob Warner, definitely excited to be there, showing some emotion. If you listened to some of his clips yesterday, definitely got a – Maybe had to, a few swear words in there. So uh, pretty pretty fun, though, to watch that. You can follow all that on ESPN. And, again, if you are unable to watch the tournament, make sure to follow um, on ESPNU. Now, talking a little bit about women's basketball, I did do a brief preview on this on Tuesday, and we're going to be doing more of this this weekend. Uh, Bakari Evelyn is going to join the show on Sunday to break down what should be Iowa's win over Grand Canyon and what their upcoming game is most likely against Oregon. We'll also talk a little bit about women's basketball, but I already did do a preview on Tuesday, so make sure to check that out if you want. The big thing is this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Hammer the over. Both these teams are bad at defense and fantastic at offense. So it is going to be an offensive affair for the Iowa Hawkeyes in that women's basketball tournament opening game. Also, Caitlin Clark was named second team All-American, and that is absolutely garbage. Stats are not everything, but look at what Iowa did. They were supposed to be in a rebuilding year, and they are now the number five seed in the women's basketball tournament. This is not normal, and having a player like Caitlin Clark is not normal, and I don't understand why national media continues to take that for granted, and why, just because UConn is a phenomenal team, why did Paige Buckers become first-team All-American over Caitlin Clark? What she did was phenomenal, but not to the level of Caitlin Clark. UConn was going to be a good team regardless of Paige being there. Iowa was not going to be a good team if Caitlin Clark was not on that team. They have some solid players, but not good enough to be a five-seater, honestly probably get into the NCAA tournament. People turn on Iowa games to watch Caitlin Clark play, and that says everything you need to know about how Caitlin Clark has played this season, and she should have been a first-team All-American. Again, continuing to be robbed, which is very unfortunate. But coming up on segment number two, we're going to get into men's basketball talk, and then we're going to talk about name, image, and likeness. That's all coming up on the show today. Just a reminder, we do have some awesome sponsors of the show, though. First and foremost, starting with rockauto.com. I told you about them in the opener, but rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for all of your auto and body part needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly find all the parts you need and you can get it for the prices that you prefer. That's one of my favorite things about rockauto.com. I went there to get two 
engine and filter or two air filters I should say and I was going to pay $70 at the brick and mortar store but at rockauto.com it took me 5 minutes and I paid $20 for them and they were delivered directly to my door the prices are awesome at rockauto.com so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Betting on your team doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast at. Now let's turn our attention to the men's basketball team because we got a game tomorrow, and boy, am I excited for that. Let me know what your plans are to watch that game. I'm excited to hear kind of what your setup is for for college basketball and specifically the men's basketball team that has an opportunity to do something historical for the Iowa basketball squad. I just, oh my gosh, I am so absolutely pumped. I'm also, if you didn't realize, I'm also a Drake alum, so Drake is also playing on to, or, uh, tomorrow at this point when you're listening to this and I, I'm excited to watch them play after getting a very interesting win over Wichita State but number two seeded Iowa is taking on number 15 seeded Grand Canyon right now uh, supposedly the line is kind of fluctuating between 15 and 16 points but they are taking on Grand Canyon at 525 central time on TBS so stay tuned for that and we talked about this on Monday when we got you know, we got that pre, we got the little matchup of what was going to happen. We talked a bit about what Grand Canyon brings to the table, and they have two big guys down low, a six foot ten and a seven foot tall guy who should be able to cause some difficulties for Iowa. When you look at how they've played some of the the bigger name teams in their schedule, and when I say bigger name teams, really the only team that they've played that's actually decent is Colorado, who is going to be fifth seeded in the NCAA tournament and actually in Iowa's bracket. Colorado has seven-foot-tall Dallas Walton, and here's a couple things I gleaned from looking at that matchup. Dallas Walton had three steals at seven-foot-tall, and Jovan Blackshear of Grand Canyon had seven turnovers. The three steals did come directly from the two big men, so there's opportunities there. So I started looking into what does Grand Canyon do from an offensive perspective? Can they control the ball? And uh, the results doesn't don't really surprise me based on looking at the, the Colorado game. They can't. They are 193rd in steal percentage on offense. They are 277th in non-turnover percentage. So they are not that good at holding onto the ball. That's not what you want to hear when you're going into a game against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, Iowa is not strong at stealing the ball or takeaways, but... I do believe they put a little bit more pressure on this team. Uh, I, you can expect a little bit more press early on, uh, more man-to-man defense to try to put some pressure on their guards. I think Iowa can force turnovers early and often, get in transition, and run away with this game pretty early. The other thing I wanted to know is, again, people are talking about how great Grand Canyon looks on paper and how this could be a possible upset pick. Um, our very own Asher Lowe of Locked On Badgers believes that Grand Canyon could definitely be an upset pick for Iowa. I think Asher is just bitter that Wisconsin sucks, but that's just my personal opinion. But when you look at this game again, I don't see how that could possibly happen. Kempom predicts this to be a 79-65 win. I just think that Iowa is going to outplay Grand Canyon pretty easily. And Grand Canyon, again, on paper, they are doing well. But then look against, look at who they're competing against. They don't have a lot of teams in their schedule that are really that strong. I heard people say, well, they really played well against you know Colorado. Fan-freaking-tastic. They almost beat Colorado. Is that really what we're going to hang our hats on today? Grant, you know, Colorado is a solid program. Don't get me wrong. They are ranked 17th in Kempom. They still lost by 10 points on a neutral court in December. So a lot of things can happen at that point. 
The next best team they played was Nevada, who was 87th in Ken Palm, and they beat them by 10 points at home. The next best team after that, Arizona State, 113th in Kempom. These might be major schools, but they are not big-time schools or big-time talented schools. Again, this is a team that also lost to Utah Valley. They lost to Cal Baptist. <laughs> Who can name me the, the team nickname for Cal Baptist? If you can... Fantastic, but I can't even think of who the team nickname is for Cal. That's how bad of a team that typically is. They have Seattle as well. Um, Grand Canyon is not a team that can take on Iowa, in my personal opinion. And again, when you look at what they did against some of these big time, these big time programs, I'm putting that in quotation marks. The only thing I'm worried about is rebounding. They out rebounded Colorado 33 to 20. They out rebounded ASU 32 to 28. Their guard play, they have some guys who can put some pressure on people. Um, that's why their defense is allowing just 29.7 percent shooting from three. But against Bigger programs with better guard play, Colorado and Arizona State. Those two teams shot 36% or better from three, Colorado going over, I think, the 42% mark. So this is an opportunity for the Hawks. I think perimeter-wise, Iowa should have a significant advantage there. We're going to see our guards um, play very well. I expect Jordan Bohannon to come out very motivated in a tournament game, especially with all the hate he's getting on Twitter right now. We're going to talk about that on segment number three. But I do expect this to be um, a blowout win for the Hawks. And I expect Luka Garza to be eaten. He is going to be excited to be going up against bigs, not named Kofi Coburn, not named Travion Williams, not named Liam Robbins, uh, not named Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, you just go down the list, and the Big Ten has so many phenomenal bigs. Grand Canyon has two tall guys. Does that mean they're good? Not necessarily. They're good against bad competition, but can they go? How, the, how do they go up against Luka Garza? Um, the only thing I would be worried about is potentially – foul trouble. Um, if Luka does get into foul trouble, what does Iowa do? I could see them playing a small ball lineup and eating them alive there. When you look at the turnovers from their big men, again, in that ASU game, the big men had six turnovers. Javon Blackshear had four. So you can see maybe playing a little bit more smaller ball lineup, um, having Keegan Murray guard one of those guys and you know use his quickness to uh, alleviate any concerns from a height perspective. We could also see Josh Ogundale play, Ogundale, excuse me, play against this team as well. He obviously got minutes against Illinois, and that was showing the confidence that Fran McCaffrey has in him at this point. Um, and he played a really great 30 seconds against Kofi, um, basically not not allowing Kofi to back him down. So I expect maybe to see Josh play a bit as well in this game with those two big guys. But that's my quick preview on that. Again, we'll be back with Bakari Evelyn to break down what happens in this game um, after the game takes place. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And coming up on segment number three, we're going to go through the name image likeness, likeness conversation. But you know, I got to tell you about some of our partners of the show. And it starts with betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing right now. Betonline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television, real time updated odds and props, and almost anything you can imagine. Betonline.ag has you covered. Head over to the website today, though, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's right. If you're in a state that does not allow legal online gambling, sorry, I say online gambling in general with any of the major sites like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Go to betonline.ag, though, if you want to get in on the action for college basketball. Uh, if you're in the state of Minnesota, for example, go to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use that promo code LOCKEDON. 
We've also been telling you a lot about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all their bars. Now it's time to find out though, which Built Bar is the best. It is truly Built Bar Madness. So go to BuiltBar.com or go to Bar underscore Built on Twitter so you can see what the matchups are each and every day and place your vote to see which Built Bar is going to make it to the finals and win the Built Bar Taste Championships. My personal favorite is Mint Brownie. That's what I'm going to be voting for 100%. But you can choose and be a part of this competition right now by going to BuiltBar.com. And remember, when you need to restock on your Built Bars or any of their fantastic products they have, which they have a lot, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED. 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. That's right. Awesome stuff over at Built Bar. Also, if you want to get in on the action about what is going on in the Big Ten, there's simply no better place than with the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens and Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, if it's happening in the Big Ten, Ben's got you covered with an in-depth look at the conference every Monday through Friday. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast at. And if you don't listen to my voice enough and you don't love it or you want to listen to me more, you can typically find me on the Locked On Big Ten Podcast at least once a week. So... <laughs> Sorry, not to not to get off topic there. I just looked at my phone, and uh, my buddy who's in the hotel room with me is a uh, nickname uh, fanatic, I guess you could say, and he knows who <laughs> what the team name was. Uh, I can't even remember what was the team name. Cal Baptist, they are the Lancers. So if anyone was very curious about what their nickname is, it is the Lancers. He texted me that. He is behind me working and listening to me record the show. So lucky him. He is a Nebraska fan, so we can all boo him and tell him to screw off. But going into segment number three of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast, we're going to be talking about name, image, and likeness because people are tweeting at Jordan Bohannon and other players saying they should be focusing the game. My question to you is, first off, before we get a name, image, likeness, do you realize how much time they have just sitting there in the hotel? Do you realize they are not allowed to go literally anywhere? Do you think they can't have interest outside of basketball? I mean, what, do you, like, what are you talking about? I, For example, I work in healthcare. I love sports. I love covering Iowa, so I do that on the side. Are you saying I shouldn't be looking – I shouldn't be I shouldn't be working in healthcare because I'm, I'm doing this right now? Like That's what you're saying about Jordan Bohannon. He should not have interest outside of basketball. Now, I don't always think my opinion is right, but usually on the show, I try to present you with facts and tell you why I feel this way and why I feel this should be your opinion, right? You can take it or leave it. In this case, I don't understand how you couldn't agree with me, though, with the name image likeness situation. If an art student at the University of Iowa wants to sell their art because they're really talented, they can. They can make money off of that. Why can Jordan Bohannon not make money on his own podcast or do sponsorships or anything because he's an NCAA athlete? I know some people want to just pay the players outright. I don't, I'm not really completely for that. I don't know how you could even make that feasible, to be honest. There's a lot of issues that go into that. How do you pay a basketball player who's generating more money for the university than maybe a swimming, um, or, you know, a swimmer? But, and especially because when you look at the, the programs, it's tough to have a self-sustaining athletic program. So you're going to have a lot of difficulties there. But I don't understand why they can't benefit off of their name, image, and likeness. The NCAA makes millions of dollars off what these kids do. They're making millions of dollars off this tournament by making these kids, these student athletes, I'd say not kids, they're young adults, especially the Iowa team, which is quite old. Wisconsin's also quite old. And Drake, uh, their basketball team is older than three NBA teams. So, I mean, there you go for, for age-wise. 
But when you look at these these student athletes, they are stuck in hotel rooms all day. They either practice, they look at film, they eat, or they're stuck in their hotel room. So A, why can't they be talking about things that really matter to them, like the fact that the NCAA is a rigged system that benefits off of these players and refuses to allow them to have opportunities to make money off themselves? Now, I'm a big Jordan Bohannon fan. I don't necessarily think that Jordan Bohannon has a professional career, maybe overseas for a few years, um, because he can shoot the ball really well. But why can he not benefit from his name, image, likeness right now, being able to make money off what he's doing at the University of Iowa right now? How does that hurt him at all? It doesn't. He's able to handle these things pretty well. And he started the hashtag not NCAA property and put out a pretty awesome um, little note to what he thinks the NCAA should do. And it's basically going around um, all the NCAA players at this point. They are calling for one NCAA rules to allow us representation and pay for use of our name, image, and likeness by July 1st. Two, a meeting with NCAA president Mike, Mark Emmert. Three, meetings with state and federal lawmakers to pass laws to give us physical, academic, and financial protections. Four, the U.S. Supreme Court to rule in favor of plaintiffs in Alston versus NCAA and not to give the NCAA any power to deny us equal freedoms. They're not asking for people to pay. They're not asking for pay to go there. And yes, I understand the the argument that they get a scholarship, but I could also, in theory, go get a scholarship for educational purposes or because I'm a fantastic art student, which I'm not. I'm terrible at art, but I could go get a scholarship and get a full ride there because I'm so good at art. I can now turn around and sell my art for money. I also am doing that as a student. So my classes, my studies. That is what you typically expect from a student. These basketball players are still going to school and studying and doing a great, I mean, Iowa especially has some phenomenal um, actual student athletes on their team doing a great job studying real courses, right, and, and doing real things that could benefit them long term. Look at Connor McCaffrey, a guy who has some really amazing prospects going forward, both professionally in baseball and then also personally in his you know academia career. Now, you look at, again, a student, they have – educational stuff, and then they have time to maybe get a job or to sell their stuff. Basketball players have school, and then they go to basketball practice, and they are spending a lot of time working on their craft to make money and bring you know notoriety to their university. They don't have time to go get a job. Why can they not benefit off their name, image, and likeness? I don't understand why people have a concern about that. I don't understand what the issue is with letting players be able to do that. And if you really do have a concern, I would love for you to let me know what that is so I can get your opinion, which I, I'll be honest, probably won't agree with, um, but I would love to at least hear it. Uh, the last thing I want to say on this before we end the show, though, is can you stop tweeting at these players about making sure they're focusing on the game? Let them just live their freaking lives. They are stuck in hotel rooms. Would you rather them just be playing Call of Duty the entire time or doing something that is maybe progressive for not just them but for student-athletes to come after them? Let them start a movement. Let them let them have their voices heard and let them figure out something that should be should have been happening for years and years previously. Um, that's my last little soapbox rant. We'll be back, though, on Sunday after Iowa takes on Grand Canyon and after the NCAA wrestling tournament. Maybe have a brief show tomorrow, but I don't think that's going to happen. There's too much stuff going on personally in my life. But we'll be back on Sunday with Bakari Evelyn breaking down that game and talking all about the Iowa Hawkeye athletics that are happening this week. And lots of fun stuff in Iowa community, so make sure to check all of that out. And thank you all for listening. If you like the show, give us that five-star review and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast app. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We had a fantastic episode with the OG Peacock, Frank Garza himself, on Wednesday. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, it is not necessarily time-sensitive. So make sure to check that out. Frank, always a good guest to have on the show. But again, thank you all for tuning in. Have a fantastic Friday, and let's go Hawks.